Well, I appreciate people minding God. Appreciate the good singing this morning. And uh, I'm going to preach a few moments this morning, God willing. And uh, I just appreciate people testifying. I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to get around here where we just get in a rut. Can I get an amen right there? Just come to church, and I like preaching. You know I love to preach, but I don't want to just come to church have, you know, three choir numbers, two specials, and message. I mean, uh, there's a lot of churches operate that week in and week out, and if that's what they do, that's fine. But I like for God to turn a service upside down, amen? And I like for Him to move in an unusual way. And so uh, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. No telling what God uh, can and will do. If you'll stand with us this morning, Luke chapter number uh, 1. And we'll preach a few minutes this morning. I, I pray that if there's anybody here lost, I pray that God would get a hold of your heart this morning. And uh, I tell you, I, I, I pray that God would let us see once again, there has been years in this church, and even years before I ever came to this church, but uh, I'm just talking about the years that I have been here because I've witnessed those years, but I know there's been many, many years that many more souls have been saved than even what I've seen in the time that I've been here. Uh, but I'll tell you, there has been years in this church where we have seen it Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Uh, people walk the aisle and get saved, and sometimes more than one or two people, amen, sometimes as many as five and six and eight people. And I long for that again, don't you? I long to see that happen again. That's a burden in my soul. If I've got a burden about anything this morning, I'm praying that God will just send an old-fashioned revival. And I, I believe He's going to do it. I also don't believe He can. I believe He will. Amen. How many of y'all believe that with me this morning? And uh, I think 2017 holds the greatest year for our church. I believe that all my heart. I'm not just saying that. And if Jesus comes, that will be the greatest year, won't it? And I w I'm looking for the rapture. I know you are. I wish so much the trumpet would sound this morning and we'd spend Christmas in heaven. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And so, uh, but until then, we just keep on working and occupying until Jesus comes again. Luke chapter number one and verse number 46 the Bible says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in the God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever, and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Let's go to God in prayer. And then after we pray, you can be seated. And Brother David Wilson, will you ask the blessing over the message this morning? Yes, God. Amen. You can be seated this morning. And I want to preach a few minutes on this subject this morning on a Christmas song. A Christmas song. You say, well now, uh, Brother Gravely, why would you title the message that? And the reason for that 
is because that in our text this morning, uh, that's exactly what this is. This is a song uh, that Mary has written because the angel has just visited her and now she has went and visited her cousin Elizabeth and they have rejoiced uh, in the fact that Jesus, the Messiah, is soon coming into this world. And what I see in these early verses of this song here is I see Mary's words. as The Bible says that Mary said, she's about to say something. You know, I think when you testify or when you say something uh, about the Lord or when you get up to testify you ought to say something. Amen. And that's what these folks have done this morning. They have testified about the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God. And Mary, I see her words. She said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in the God my salvation. Now, when I think about that this morning, if you look in those verses there, the Bible says, and Mary said. You know, if you're gonna say something, you have to say it with your body, your lips. Isn't that right? I mean, if you speak out, you have to use your vocal cords. Uh, you have to use the instruments or the tools that God has given you. And so Mary's words that she's coming forth with her, her body. And then she said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And then in the next verse, she said, my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And so Mary is worshiping God with her body, with her soul, and with her spirit. Amen? In Psalms 103, I think of what David said. We quote that psalm all the time, and we've heard it mentioned often where David said, bless the Lord O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Well, that's what Mary is doing here. She is blessing God with everything that she's got. I'm like what Brother Laddie said this morning. I think when you come to church, you're to worship God with everything you've got. You're to worship him from your soul. You're to worship him with your spirit and you're to worship him with your body. Amen. I mean, that means raise a hand. That's using your body to worship God. Saying amen. That's worshiping God with your body. Uh, Listening, uh, uh, getting up and giving a word of testimony. Uh, That's worshiping God. It ought to come from the inside, uh, but there ought to be some evidence on the outside of our worship. Amen. And so I see Mary's words and I see her worship but also I see her witness notice what she said in verse 47 she said my spirit hath rejoiced now notice this in God my Savior amen notice in that verse that she called God her Savior and so Mary is witnessing to the fact that Jesus Christ was more to her than just a baby in a manger but he was God her Savior amen and she's about to write this song this first Christmas song about God, her Savior. I believe when every person gets saved, God gives them a song down in their heart, don't you? I think when you get saved, there ought to be a smile on your face. There ought to be a song on your heart. There ought to be something different about you. And this was a spiritual song. And we know that it was a scriptural song because it's written in the Bible. And it was a salvation song because what Mary is writing about, she's writing about the salvation of the Lord. Remember when Moses was standing on the banks of the Red Sea and the children of Israel was lined up and Pharaoh's army was in hot pursuit. Listen, the people 
people began to murmur and Moses lifted up his rod, the rod of God, and he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, friend, I remember a day in my life on a hot July summer morning in a little storefront a church there in the back of a nursery on a kitchen chair. When I knelt, thank God, the blood fell and I saw the salvation of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to tell you, when I come up off my knees, there was a song that had been put in my heart. David said, it's a song that'll sing praise unto our God and many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, if you're going to lead people to Jesus Christ, there's got to be a song in your heart this morning. And we find this first Christmas song that as Mary writes this song here uh, that Mary, my friend, uh, gives at least 15 Old Testament quotations in this song uh, regarding the salvation of God. But what did she write about? What did she sing about? Notice with me in verse number uh, 47 again, she sung about deity and salvation as she called Jesus her God and she called him her Savior. I wanna say this morning, I'm glad glad that Jesus Christ is God. Somebody say amen to that. I'm glad that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and of truth. I'm glad that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God and the Bible says that all things were made were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made and in him was life and the the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness, amen, and the darkness comprehended it not. I'm telling you, friend, this morning, I'm glad that Jesus Christ has a name that is above every name. I'm glad that he's king of kings and he's Lord of lords. He's the captain of our salvation. He is the anchor of our soul. He's our high priest. He's our mediator. He's our buckler and our shield. He's our strong and mighty tower. He might my friend is our go-between. He's the one, my friend, that took the hand of man and the hand of God and put them together at Calvary. I'm glad this morning that Jesus Christ is my God and he's my Savior this morning. Amen. In the book of Isaiah in chapter 53, Isaiah wrote so vividly about our Lord when he talked about Jesus Christ as the word of God declared him to be a lamb that was slain before the foundations of of this world and Mary sung about the deity and the salvation of her God. Also, I see that she sung in verse number 48 about his condescension. As the Bible says, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid. I'm glad, my friend, that Jesus Christ not only said that he loved us, I'm glad that he not only, my friend, declared his love, but he came to where we were. Amen. Are you not glad this morning that Jesus Jesus left the portals of glory and came to this old sin-cursed earth and for 33 and a half years he walked amongst us, lived as a man and he died as a man but he rose as a God almighty thank God victorious over death, hell and the grave. Amen. Christ could have came. He could have went straight to Calvary and he could have died and he could have purchased our salvation but he chose not to do that. He chose to be born like a man had never been born before. He chose to wrap himself, my friend, up in humanity in the seed of a virgin's womb by the Holy Ghost. 
And he came and he condescended and he spent 33 years and he walked amongst sinners. Jesus rubbed elbows with sinners. He slept and lived in the homes of sinners. Jesus worked and witnessed to sinners. Can you imagine that? A God so high and a God so holy that he would condescend and become what we are. That's why Hebrews 2 and verse 9 said, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Friend, he not only died for me and he not only died for you but he became who we was so that he could bear our burden at Calvary and thank God when he died he took his blood and he washed away all of our sins. I'm talking about all our past sins, all our present sins, all our future sins, the sin of every nation, the sin of every generation was wiped away my friend with the drippings of Calvary and the altar was satisfied in heaven thank God I'm glad he condescended and came to where I was and she sung about his condescension and then she sung my friend about his personal blessings notice what she said in verse number 48 she said for behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed she said for he that is mighty hath done to me great things I want to ask you a question this morning has God blessed you has God done great things for you I'm telling you sometimes in this life if we're not careful, we'll treat God as if he owes us something. We'll treat God as if he should do something better in our life. But I'm telling you God doesn't owe me one thing this morning. If God took everything out of my life, the only thing I could say is what Job said. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. In other words, I didn't deserve it to have it to begin with the first place. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm telling you friend, if we was to die this morning, to know what we have known and to have heard what we have heard and to have felt what we have felt and to receive what we have received or to be enough to raise our hands toward glory and say thank you God for your blessings on my life. Amen. I'm telling you friend I'd rather be saved this morning and not have two nickels to rub together. I'd rather be born again and free from sin as to sit on the, my friend the throne of a great palace. I'd rather know Jesus as to know the president of the United States. I'd rather my friend hear him call my name as to hear the world chant my name this morning. I'm telling you, friend, it's just good to know that you've been saved by the grace of God this morning. And God has blessed every one of us. I'm not talking about the material things of this world when I say that. And we could talk about it. But the material things mean so little to me this morning. But when I think about my salvation, and when I think about to know Jesus Christ and I think about how great our God is and how personal he is in my life and how personal he can be in all of our lives this morning, when I think about the privilege to be able to pray and to have access to come before his presence, when I think about the Holy Spirit living on the inside, what a comforter, what a guide, amen. When I think about the word of God that we're able to hold in our hands, a copy, my friend, from Genesis all the way 
way to Revelation when my friend two thirds of the world has never heard a clear presentation of the gospel but yet I hold one in my hand and there's stacks of them out there in the foyer this morning and all around the church I count myself a blessed individual the Lord has done great things to put me in a good church where people know God and where we know the truth and where we worship him in spirit and truth this morning God has been good to us today and she sung about the personal blessings in her life. When's the last time you went down the road and just thanked God for where he brought you from and what he's done for you? When's the last time, listen, it swelled up in your heart and run out your eyes about how good God had been? I'm telling you, think about where you should be this morning. Go back five years or 10 years or 20 years. Go back 30 years or 50 years, however how many years you need to go back. But go back to where you used to be and how you would be living. Go back to you say, well, I've been raised in church all my life. Well, then go back to your mother, your father, when they got saved or maybe a grandparent, whoever that first generation Christian was in your life. Go back to what God did for you then. Had he not done that, you would not be sitting here this morning. I'm saying just as Mary sung about the goodness of God and the blessings of God in her life, every one of us should do that this morning. Or to be a song on our lips. Brother Laddie said it's so right this morning about the quietest place you go nowadays is church. It ought not be that way. While there's enough of us here this morning that are saved, I'm telling you, we ought, to, we ought to be thankful. There ought to be an excitement in the house of God when you think about God's goodness in your life, when you think about how the Lord has allowed you to grow as a Christian, when you look at somebody and they first get saved and you remember that's the way you used to be and thank God for that. But you see how that God has put people in your life and he's put you under preaching and he's allowed you to be taught and instructed so that you can know the right way and have a good life. I'm telling you, the Lord has done great things things for us and she sung about his greatness and his personal blessings and she sung about his holiness notice the bible said in verse number 49 in the latter part and holy is his name mary sung about the holiness of god holiness scares the average baptist today but i'm telling you if you're saved and you're right with god you don't mind holiness amen I don't know about you, but I like to be holy. I'm not holy this morning, but I strive for it, amen? I'm telling you, I, I believe you can live a clean life. I believe you can live a pure life. I'm telling you, listen, I could go get a six pack of beer this morning and drink every bit of it. And I'm not boasting in this, but I want you, every one of us that are saved can testify this fact. I could go get a six pack of beer this morning and drink it. But you know what the difference is now and what it was before I met Jesus? I don't want to, amen? I'm telling you, I could smoke it bag a pot. I listen, I could go live an immoral life, but I don't want to. And I praise God for that this morning. It's not anything that I've done, but thank God when I got saved, I'm glad he set me free. I'm glad he unlocked the shackles of sin. I'm not a, I'm not a slave to sin. I can say no to the devil. I can say no to sin. I don't have to live that life, and I don't want to live that life. Thank God there is a difference in being saved, and you can be holy hallelujah amen and you remember before you got saved somebody talk about the bible you'd run in an opposite direction 
I see some people that go to church that do that now and I wonder if they really got what we got. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, I don't want to run from the Bible. I want to run to the Bible. Amen. I'll tell you, I picked it up last night and I started reading the pages of God's word. And Brother Laddie, it fed my soul. Amen. I'm telling you, I felt God in the living room of our house. And sometimes in the morning time, I'll listen to it going down the road and thank God it'll get real in the car. And Brother, I'm telling you to sit under preaching and to hear a man of God take that book and preach the Bible. There's something, there's a well that springs up. I'm telling you, there's some life. There's some water on the inside that goes to running and it connects with this book. Thank God for his holiness, amen. When God saved me, I come from a life of sin. I'm not proud of it and I'm not gonna brag on it. But I never did do some of the things that that my family did, but I was headed that same direction. The bloodline and the and the and the traditions of our family was and you could say the same thing. I'm telling you, we was headed down that same path. It's all we knew. I thought, boy, I looked at my uncles and I looked at my, my cousins and I thought, man, I can't wait till I get old enough to live the way they're living and do the things they're doing. I'm never gonna finish this sermon, but I'm gonna finish this thought this morning. But I'm telling you, Brother Chris, I'm telling you, God invaded my plans. God stepped down in my world. God turned me in another direction. And I wanna just bless his name for it this morning. Woo, hallelujah. I'm glad I I'm not the man I should have been. I'm glad I'm not going in the direction I was headed in. But I'm glad that he changed my hitching post. He turned me around. He set me free. I say bless his name. If I had a voice, I'd shout this morning. I'm telling you, I ought to be a drunk. You ought to be a drunk this morning. You ought to be a drunk this morning. But aren't you glad Jesus found us? Oh, what a difference. What a difference. He'll make it our life. Amen. And I'll tell you the regret that I have this morning. The only regret I got in serving God is this. Is I wish I could be more holy. Amen. I'm telling you. I hate my flesh, don't you? But I'm telling you, when I think about the holiness of God, one day Brother Rattery will drop this old flesh and that veil will be gone and we'll step into his presence and we'll stand in the holiness of God and we shall be like him and we shall behold his face. The Bible says, thank God sin will not have any reign in our mortal body for our mortals shall put on immortality and thank God this corruptible shall gonna put on incorruption. You talk about being young again. You talk about feeling good. I'm telling you, listen, when sin no longer runs through these veins, we'll have the final victory over death and the final victory over sin. That's why she sung about his holiness, amen. And I'll tell you, there's victory in it this morning, friend. The cleaner you can live, the more victory you will have. That's just a fact this morning. The more things you can cut out and the more spiritual things you can bring in, the more joyful you're gonna live. He's wonderful this morning, ain't he? Man, she sung about seven other things and I'm not even gonna try to preach them but I'm just gonna finish with this one this morning. She sung about his grace. She sung about his mercy. 
She sung about his faithfulness. Can I just say something about that? Boy, is God not faithful? I'm telling you, He knows how to pay every bill. He knows how to take care of our health and our strength. He knows how to watch over our children. And even when I have been unfaithful, my God has been faithful. He's held every promise. He's kept every precept. He's watched me every step of the way. When I have stumbled, he has been there to pick me up. When I have lost my way, he has put me back on the right path. He has been a good friend. He has been a wonderful father. He has been a comfort. He has been a guide. He has been a shield. He has been a protector. He has been my leader. He has been my compass. He has been my map. He is my world this morning. I want to tell you God is so faithful that he cannot deny himself. He is so faithful that he cannot be anything but faithfulness. All I can say is what my friend Jeremiah said when he said great is thy faithfulness. I'm glad my friend that the sun never rises without what God has called it to rise. The moon never shines without God giving its light. The stars never twinkle without what God causes them to twinkle because God is faithful. He is so faithful, friend, that he said that if he so clothed the grass of the field and if he feeds the sparrow, he said, how much more will your heavenly Father take care of you? Amen. God has took care of us. There has been times when I could feel, I felt like the devil had me by the throat. Ever been like that? And had me shoved so far in a corner, I thought, surely I'm going to drown. But then, just in time, I felt a bigger hand get a hold of the devil's hand and move him out of the way when it looked like there was no way, when it looked like nothing else could be done. Oh, but my God, amen, could step down in my nothing and make something out of it. I'm telling you, when it looked like I was about to die in the middle of a desert, God knows how to put an oasis in the desert. When it looked like my prayer would not be heard, I'd hear the prayer bells of heaven ring and thank God, and the answer was on the way. I'm telling you, God's never left me behind. God's never forgot me one minute. God will never walk away. He'll never abandon you. He is faithful. He is faithful. He will take care of you this morning. He knows your heartache. He knows your need. He knows your sorrow. He knows everything in your life. And God will be there. Sarah, he'll be there for you. He will take care of you. Say, come this morning. He is faithful. He is true. He cannot fail. He has every resource. He is the answer. He knows every need before it ever even arises. God, God, I'm talking about God this morning. God is faithful, hallelujah. Woo! I think we ought to just lift our hands up and say thank you, God, for being faithful. Thank you for always being on time. Thank you for every prayer you've answered. Thank you for being good to me, hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for slipping your arms around me when my heart was shattered into pieces. Thank you for drying every tear that ever falls from my eye. Thank you for just being God. 
He's faithful this morning. And he cannot fail. God, God cannot fail. And even when, even when things don't turn out right, God knows how to take bad situations. Even when they've turned out into a total disaster. Brother Scott, God takes disasters and picks them up and somehow He causes a flower to bloom in the midst of our disasters. He causes the sun to shine in the midst of the storm. Only God can do that. When the hurt seems like it'll never fade, God has a healing balm of Gilead that even in the midst of the hurt, He can apply it to the, to the wounded soul. And in my pain, somehow I find comfort. And when I don't understand, somehow I find a deep settled peace that goes far beyond my reasoning and understanding. Oh God, I love you this morning. And I want to thank you that you're real. I feel you in my soul this morning. You're fairer than 10,000. You're the bright morning star. You know everything and all things. You're altogether lovely. You're wonderful. You're a counselor. You're the mighty, mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. And you're the Prince of Peace. God, I pray this morning that you'll help every heart that's hurting. I pray for Sarah this morning. God, I pray that you'll lift her burden. I pray for Brother Lee, God, this morning. He's not too far that you can't get him. God, I pray that you'll reach out and jerk him out of the enemy's hand this morning and bring him back home. God bless her and bless her children. Give her strength and grace to keep on serving you. And bless everyone in this building that has a burden this morning. God, you know the need today. And I know that nothing, nothing is too hard for you. And the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. (laughs) Lord, you're able this morning to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever even ask or ever think. You can go so far beyond that. There's not a problem too big. There's not a power you can't stop. And there's not a person you can't save this morning. I want to thank you this morning for your presence. Bless this morning. Amen. While she sings, if you need to come, bear each other's burdens this morning. You mind God while she sings.